Welcome to the Fantasy Trash Talk channel, your number one source for hardcore, cash-focused fantasy basketball. We're a channel focused on season-long cash fantasy basketball with two expert hosts who play over $5,000 of their own money. Sit back while we get into the strategy of how to win your league. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. We are on the clock in this punt assist build. We have the 11th pick. We're going to take Anthony Davis, number 11. We are looking at probably a punt assist here with Davis first, so hoping to get some points here early in the second round. I had Anthony Edwards and Devin Booker on my queue. De- uh, Anthony Edwards was just taking the pick before, so we're going to go with Devin Booker as the second pick. Josh, what do you think of that duo to start the draft? Uh, I'd probably go Kyrie here sometimes. I think he's a little bit of an overall better player than Devin Booker. You know, <clears throat> per game, Kyrie plays like a top 12 player, usually closer to a top six, seven player. However, he's one of the most bat crazy people that is in the NBA. Uh, I do think he's going to be on good behavior this year. That could still mean he misses 20 games protesting oil and gas rights in Indonesia. <laughs> but uh, So just looking at the players who we could have taken. You mentioned Kyrie. He goes a couple picks later. I think other guys I would have considered maybe a little too early for Donovan Mitchell, but that's somebody who can give you a major boost in scoring without uh, high assists, and this is a punt assist anyway. And I think that's pretty much it in that range. If you do want to try to go without punt assists, you could go after Trey Young, but I still think that's a little bit too high for him. So I think if you're drafting Davis 11, I think Booker Edwards kind of has to be your pairing with him. Do you ever go Kyrie here, or do you just have him on your draft? I have Kyrie rated a little bit higher generally, and um, I think I might actually take him 12th. In, in Like if I had the 12th pick in this draft and Davis went 11, I might take Kyrie 12th there instead of Durant. Um, but I, I just don't think he's a great pairing with Davis because they're both such high risks to sit out a lot of games. A few moments later. Okay, so we skipped a whole bunch of picks here. Jimmy Butler just went in um, the third round, pick number eight. We're up in a few picks. I'm trying to figure out who I want to take here, trying to think about it as the whole draft together. Um, I do have Jalen Brown and Chris Epps Porzingis on my queue. There are a few guys here who I would probably take in a normal draft if I wasn't doing this punt, who I like a little bit better. But I think I might just go with those two guys here, um, hoping that uh, somebody with a little more scoring later on falls to me. So I'm going to go with Porzingis with this pick. I imagine Jalen Brown last to me. The next one, this guy is probably just going to go best player available with the draft that he's doing. Walker Kessler, like that pick. So I, I still, at pick 38, it's probably a reach to take Jalen Brown. Uh, you can let me know in the comments if you think I should have taken somebody else here, but I just don't see a better option for this Pontus' build, and maybe I'm boxing myself in by going with this build, but I'm going to take Jalen Brown here. I think I would have gone Brunson and Fox. I want to give a piece of advice here, just talk to the group. So I had a couple people in the comments say, hey, Josh, it feels like your builds aren't as strong this year as last year. Well, okay, first of all, we haven't shown our builds yet. So what these videos are, this is showing drafting 1 through 12 in Snake and showing the players that we think are most likely to be there. So we're not 
doing Halliburton four times, but there's four spots that probably both of us would take Halliburton. If we pick third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and Halliburton's there, we're going to take Halliburton. So the builds are going to be released in probably like three or four weeks. <laughs> we're going to set it up towards subscriber only. So don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. But the builds are, there's not going to be 12 builds that we think are good. Like right now in auction, I'm sitting on two builds that I think are absolutely dominating and one build that I think is good. In Snake, obviously, if you get the first pick and you go Joker, I think that that's broken. I'm seeing some good combos that I like in the 7-8 range, but I have not worked out what I want to do at each pick range yet. It's still too early and we need more ADP data. Jake, interact with what I'm saying. Give your opinions on on, on the builds and how you conceive builds versus what we're doing in these videos. So in, in these videos, we're basically saying, I'm going to pick this player here and then build off of that. And I don't know if that's going to work a month from now, because like you're saying with the ADP, we don't have enough data on that yet. Um, and we also, I think we focus, like the whole point of these videos is going one through 12, picking a player at certain spots. But I think we do focus a little bit too much on the first round and the second round. Um, and we don't really think about the build altogether enough. Uh, so I, I did say earlier that I was kind of boxing myself in by going with pund assist, but that's the point of this video. I want to see if I can do this pund assist. And that's why our builds aren't as strong as they will be a month from now or four, three weeks from now, whenever we're drafting, uh, because we're still learning and we're still practicing and, and playing around with different concepts. So if I give myself some parameters and try and build that, then maybe it's not going to work. But that's what we're here to do. We're, we're learning. These are mocks. These aren't real drafts. By the way, guys, we're looking to fill up some real leagues. I think we have a first one we want to fill up, which is a $100 buy-in. We're going to do a snake and an auction. Follow me on Instagram at Stram Show and message me $100 league. Also, if you want to be in the mock draft group that we have with over 60 people in it, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and message mock draft. So we're looking to fill two real leagues, which we'll cover throughout the year. And we're also looking to do more mock drafts over the next three to four weeks. You've got two picks coming up. What are you thinking about? So I'm looking through the players now to see who I want to fill this build. Something when you're punting assists to be wary of is you still need to fill that point guard spot. And there aren't that many guys who fill the point guard spot who are going to hurt you in assists. I, I, I mean, we talk about this a lot, though, with, with punts. You don't need guys who hurt you in a category. You're looking for guys who help you in other categories. So somebody like Tyrese Maxey, I like a lot in this build because he's not a big assist guy, He's but he's a massive scorer who gets really hot. And I think he's probably going to be my pick here. Um, I would also consider going Derek White for the blocks that he's going to get. I just want to see who was taking the past few picks here. I, I like taking Derek White sometimes here, but I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey in the fifth round. I don't love that he's my fifth best player, but I think he's got some massive upside this year. What, what kind of stats do you see Tyrese Maxey putting up the season? I think that you're buying into the idea that Harden is either going to sit out or Harden is going to get traded and they don't get a guard back. Like they get picks or they get another wing back. You know, I think that there's a lot of upside with Maxi. Probably not fifth round. There's a ton of upside, but like, especially if you can get him in the sixth or seventh, I think that he's definitely on the money in the fifth round. It's my pick right now. Um, I'm debating between guy I like a lot, Jared Allen, 
and Rudy Gobert here. I know we're going to get some more blocks and bad free throw percentage guys later. This will probably turn me into one free throw, but I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. I know he's been falling a lot in drafts, but now I'm just going to be killer in field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks. And um, I don't have to go for guys like Mitch Robinson or Jakob Pertl later. I can now try to attack some more points. So to go back to Maxi, uh, in his career as a starter without James Harden, he's averaged 19 and 5. And not only is that great, but he also does it on good percentages. What's really interesting about Maxi, though, is his career numbers as a starter when Joel Embiid doesn't play. Joel Embiid, one of the guys I think is the biggest injury risk in the entire league. When Maxi is a starter and Embiid doesn't play, he averages 26 points, 4.9 assists, and 3.7 rebounds in 27 games, which is a pretty big sample size. So there's yeah. there's some real upside there if you're betting on Embiid getting hurt. A few moments later. So we've got our seventh round pick coming up here. Uh, here's the picks that we skipped through. Um, I filled up my queue here with a lot of guys. Mitch Robinson is somebody who fits my build here, but I'm actually probably going to end up punting free throws with this assist build. I think that happens a lot of the time, especially if you draft Gobert early. I, I think there's a chance if you go with like a Trey Young or something that you can shore up free throw percentage early on and then not have to punt it. But once I take Gobert, probably a soft punt for a while. Um, so I'm hoping that Buddy Heald falls to me here because I'm pretty low in threes. Booker, Maxi, and Jalen Brown all do make threes. And Porzingis is going to make like one and a half or so. So he's going to help out from that center position. But I'm really hoping Buddy Heald falls to me. I like him this year. I think he's kind of getting underrated. That's Zion. Well, let's shore up some threes first and get Buddy Heald. Zion is just such a high risk, high reward player. With with this build, you're, you're probably right that he fits incredibly well. But he is also not going to make any threes. And we're, what's his ADP so far? 69. And he, so he falls to me here. The picks were Wendell Carter and CJ McCollum. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's probably hard to pass up Zion considering everybody else on my queue here. I think Zion has by far the highest upside for those points. So I'm going to grab him in the eighth round, knowing that he might sit out half the games or more. And that's just kind of what you're doing when you take Zion. Buddy Heald's going to play a lot of games, I think. Booker should play a lot of games, Jalen Brown. So we got a good mix here of high injury risk with Davis, Porzingis, and Zion, and then probably lower injury risk with Brown, Maxi, and Heald. And then Gobert's kind of in the middle. Getting Zion boosted you to the number one scoring team based on last year's projections. Uh, you are a bottom two, bottom three free throw team, but you were only like the fourth worst so you only dropped two slots there, and you're the number one field goal team. So I think for, what was that, your seventh round pick? Is that right? Or your eighth? eighth? That was your eighth round pick. Uh, I think that's the perfect spot yeah. to take a, a Zion where the risk is already built in, right? Like you're not taking him in the fourth round. You're getting a guy who, if last year you punted assists and free throw percentage, Zion was the 35th. He was the 35th best player. 35th? Okay. Yeah. And if you added in another category, very good value in the eighth round. You're getting 50 slots of value. And it helps shore up a category that you needed some help in with scoring that's hard to find late. Yeah. 
And if you, if you want to look at just the rankings from last year, the punt rankings. So we have, this is a punt assist and free throw. I have Anthony Davis, who's the number one player from last year. Porzingis was the number seven player. Gobert was the number 14 player. And now we have Zion as the number 35, 34 here player. So there's still some guys available like an Andrew Wiggins who hasn't been drafted yet, who's even higher up. Clint Capella, somebody I could potentially target, he might have gone. There's still a few guys left. Daniel Gafford, I think, Jalen Duran. Um, but I, I, I think I did this last time when I did a punt assist where I ended up going for so many points throughout the draft that I didn't end up getting all the big men who I wanted. So I, I might just try and get Daniel Gafford or Jalen Duran in this pick, knowing that like Clint Capello and Hurdle went in the seventh round. I've I've been seeing them uh, much later in drafts. I don't know what their ADP is off the top of my head, but I think Capella, Hurdle, Okongwu, uh, Mitch Robinson, Jonas Valanciunas all going in the seventh or eighth round. I haven't been seeing that that often. What, have you? I have. Uh, I would say if I were you playing this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I would definitely go best player available uh, in these rounds, unless there was a guy that was just a dynamite fix. You've almost maxed out rebounds. You have maxed out field goal percentage. So extra value of players like Gafford, Time Lord, Quinn Capella, Duran, a lot of their value is going to come from field goal percentage. Last year, Duran shot an incredible 65% from field goal. So, you know, you, you definitely don't want to go from first to first with the picks that you're making here. But if it's the best player available and you think Duran's going to play like a top 50 player, take him. But I wouldn't pick people based on fit as much as I would pick them based on best player available if I was this committed into the build. Because like looking at your team, you've got really good synergy. You know, Devin Booker isn't the best fit in the whole world. Even Maxi is kind of a low assist player. But seven out of eight, of your picks so far have had really good synergy. So you can afford to skip around. You can afford to go best player available and just, just take that value instead of trying to go for fit again, because you're going to be number one or number two in so many categories with this build. So in terms of best player available, then we can go by ADP. Um, but I mean, Dinwiddie's probably going to score 15 to 16 points a game. Doesn't totally fit you the could build. Ar- um, could easily argue best player available is Dern here. And he fits what you're doing. He gives you insurance. I'm going to go with Dinwiddie. I think I would... Yeah, I think maybe Portis would have been a good pick there as well. But again, we're talking about a team that's really high in field goal percentage already. Um, Duran falls to me after Aaron Gordon and Denny Abdia go. Interesting that Denny Abdia... I haven't seen him drafted very often at all. Uh, so I'm going to take Duran here and probably skip drafting centers the rest of the draft, even in a two-center league, which is what all these mocks are. I I don't think we're going to play in very many two-center leagues, but even in a two-center league, having two centers plus two other guys, three other guys who play centers, probably plenty, if if not too many. So I think we'll go with guards. And this team right now only has two-point guards, so we'll go with guards and forwards the rest of the draft. You're currently sitting number one in field goal percentage. Number one in points, yeah. number one in rebounds, middle of the pack, light in assists, top three in steals, top two in blocks. 
middle of the pack, slightly light in turnovers. So by last year's numbers, I this team I mean, a lot of this turnovers because Jalen Brown, Zion are just not good turnover guys, even though they don't get assists. I think you can survive that. I mean, there'll be there'll be some weeks that you lose assists and turnovers with the way that you have your built, which is like kind of dangerous, but you picked 11th, you know? I think the bigger issues here for you are like injury risk or I don't I don't think this is bad. I want I so I said I was going to go for guards and I want some scoring, so I'm going to go for Herder. I like quickly Jaden Ivy has some upside, but I'm not sure. Same with Matherin. Is Mark Williams really just going to stay in the 130s on ADP? If that's true, I'm going to get him in every draft. I mean, the $1,000 buy-ins, there's no way. I mean, what these ADPs versus like the competitive leagues that we're playing are going to be very different. A few moments later. Okay, so we skipped to the end of the draft. This is the squad. We started with, um, at point guard, Maxi. We got Booker, Brown, Buddy Heald. Went for some threes there. Davis, Porzingis, Gobert, and Zion are the starters with Dinwiddie, Duran, Quickly, Kevin Herter, and Matherin. My thinking for the Quickly, Herter, and Matherin picks that I made the last three picks was just to get in some more scoring, get in some more threes. Uh, Quickly and Herter, I think, are, are... Pretty much sure things. I know quickly is coming off the bench for the Knicks, but he was really good down the stretch. I think they're going to have to find minutes for him and Herder starting for the Kings. So I think those guys are going to put up 14, 15 points with a little bit of upside. And then I've heard that Matherin's starting for Indiana. They're going to bring Buddy Heald off the bench. So that's actually kind of a handcuff here where I've healed and Matherin hoping that they can combine for like 40 points a game and five threes or something that doesn't seem unrealistic. So I think... This team is pretty solid across the board other than the two stats that I punted in, the assist and free throw percentage. I'm finding that punt assists, if that's like your your number one goal early in the draft, is the easiest to build around in a snake draft, especially if you get somebody like Davis. Um, so Josh, what do you think about this team? I think this is a strong team. Uh, it ends up coming together really nicely. A couple of the picks that I felt like were reaches or that you know you could have gotten better. Like, for example, at the Jalen Brown pick, I think you could have gone De'Aaron Fox, even though you're punting assists. Don't take an inferior player just because you know, you're know you punting It's okay to skip around. You could probably always trade back. But when I look at all your players, how they fit together, this team is pretty scary. Like It's number one in field goal percentage, number one in rebounds. I think it was top three in scoring. So, you know, you got players like Zion, you were patient, you waited until the eighth round, you got players that are really phenomenal in your build that fit, you got upside. I'd say probably the biggest weakness to the team that you put together is injury risk with Anthony Davis, Zion, and Kristaps Porzingis. You've definitely got three players that I would grade out as red on injury risk, but the rest of the team is relatively young and healthy. Like, you know, Jalen Brown, Devin Booker, you know, Rudy Gobert, Spencer Dinwiddie, all the young guys you have with the last four picks. I think that this is a team that would definitely compete. And the most most impressive part is you got this at 11th. Like people sometimes complain, oh, the first pick is broken. This is a competitive team that you built from the 11th pick. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a big fan. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 uh, with an upside of 10 out of 10. If Zion's healthy, there, there's like very little chance of that being the case, but if Zion plays 55 games, I think this team is a 10 out of 10. 
Yeah, I'm going to say that if your team was healthy going into the playoffs, this is a 9 out of 10 draft. And if we like average out to like what I bet on this team, I think this is like a 7.5 to an 8. But the reason why that's so good is you picked 11th in a snake. It's hard to pick a good team when 10 other people go ahead of you. 11th is a punishment in some of the leagues that I'm in. Like 12th goes to the person who was the worst. So I think that this is really good. Um, and yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. All right. You want to sign us off? All right, guys. Yeah, don't forget. I'm sick, so my energy's been low this video. But as always, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this video. Don't forget to crush the souls of your enemies and drink the blood of your friends. Trash talk out.